You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back. It's Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome back, guys. What up? Hello. Hello. Last week, we said we weren't going to talk about Julio Jones, and here we are. We're going to talk about Julio Jones. Um, now, <laughs> what was speculation? You guys were right. I thought it would take a lot longer than this, but here he is. Julio Jones is in Tennessee. He's a Titan. A.J. Brown tried to give him the number 11. He wouldn't take it. I mean, there's been a whole lot that went on with Julio Jones, and we, we have to at least address it. So what do you guys take on the Julio to Tennessee? Give me everything you got. As a Colts fan, I don't like it, but I think it makes a hell of a lot of sense for them. They needed the help at wide receiver, and that's about as good of an ad as you can get. Yeah, it changes the whole AFC landscape. You know, when we're looking at outlook of playoff teams, I think, you know, Tennessee's been up there, but they just solidified themselves to, if everyone stays healthy, um, to be there again, for sure, be a late runner in the playoffs. It definitely solves a lot of the problems, I think. I mean, with so many vacated targets, we, we know that Corey Davis and, and the tight end, the, the Johnny Smith, is not there anymore. So clearly the need was there. They are, they are uh, a contender. I think, I think Julio <sighs> – the problem is, does it make a big difference on the team? That's what I keep coming back to. Like, I feel like Julio's not fading into the abyss like Daniel had said he was afraid would happen. That's not going to happen. But the question is, does the addition of Julio Jones, when you net it all out with the players that are not there anymore, is that team in a better position or the same position? Because to me, I feel like they're in the same spot where they're fighting for the division. They're not just running away with this thing. Is that wrong? I, I think they're still fighting for the division. I don't think it solidifies them, but... It definitely makes them more dynamic, and we're going to talk about duos here in a minute. And when you look at these duos, all the top teams, or all these duos are fairly good teams. So it it does help a team out a lot when you have two solid targets. It you know makes the defense stretch, so it should help them. Does, does it make them a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. Maybe it does, but you know we'll just have to see. I think they're still competing, though. There's a couple of components to what you said, Tony. There's the talent aspect, and then there's the overall team on the financial end of an aspect, too. Talent-wise, I think it puts them in a better position. Um, I think they believe in Anthony Ferkser. He didn't have a whole lot of appearances uh, last year as far as, like, on the stat sheet, but I think he can come in. Not that he's going to take over Jonu Smith's, um, you know, production, because I think Jonu Smith was, was a great tight end, but when you factor in how much more Julio gives you than Corey Davis, um, I think that that makes up for the difference between John o. Smith and Anthony Furcher. So on the field, like Corey said, it makes them com- it makes them a completely different team on offense because you can't double AJ Brown like you could last year. Um, so if you double AJ Brown, you're going to have to double Julio, and then Derrick Henry is going to absolutely slaughter you. So they've got three big weapons to worry about now on defenses. Um, on the contract aspect, you could kind of look at it as though they kind of hurt their future a little bit because their defense kind of struggled last year. Um, they didn't re-sign Corey Davis. They didn't re-sign Johnny Smith. And then they took on this huge contract of Julio Jones, who, you know, hopefully he has, you know, 
three-ish years left in the tank before he retires. So, um, you know, they've got to shore up that defense if they're going to be, you know, like you guys said, competing for the division, competing for a title. Uh, they can't just do it on offense. They can't just be the new Atlanta Falcons <laughs> and focus only on offense and then make up for it, you know, um, with with a bad defense. So yeah, this is this is the Titans. They're making a Super Bowl push by adding Julio. Okay. Wow. So it's yeah. a big deal. Okay. It's a big deal. We agree. It, it is a big deal. And I think that's a consensus now. And that was a very compelling story, Daniel, with uh, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry all running down the field at the same time. I don't know what I would do. Uh, I would scary. shit myself. I would shit myself. That's what I would do. Yeah. Poopy pants. Poopy pants. It could be one of the best wide receiver duos. Let's get into that. We, let's skip over. Deshaun wants to go to Denver. Blah, blah, blah. That's news. I don't really. Do we, do we need to talk about Deshaun right now? I mean, it came out. We don't today, have to. But no. I, I think it's but kind I think of a he'll joke. be traded before the. Aaron Rodgers, too. We at least acknowledge. Uh, apparently, Aaron Rodgers, uh, some Jones source that I should know, but I don't remember at the top of my head, says that Jerry Jones, that uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a problem with the GM and he's going to sit down. And he expects him back immediately. So I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, but we'll look into that later, too. Right now, we're talking about Julio Jones and AJ Brown and whether or not they're the best two, best duo in football. We're going to have a draft. I get the lucky first pick, which is not because it's not for any other reason other than Corey did a random generator and I got to, you know, be the lucky number one. So I'm taking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I really, I didn't think I was going to take them. When I talked to Daniel, obviously Minnesota is a really close second to me and I'm not going to talk about them because I didn't pick them. But ultimately to me, you got Tom Brady throwing the football every time we like, it's like we don't, uh, I think we always remember it, but we don't ever really respect it. But Tom Brady is throwing the football to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And Chris, Mike Evans is on his, what, eighth 1,000-yard season consecutive. I mean, to me, that that's a, just an absolute dual-threat offense. And, and, and everything about that team's exciting. The wide receivers have been producing for a very long time. There's no reason to think they won't again. And they win football games in other ways, too. So... To me, I, I like Tampa Bay a lot, and I really love the wide receiver pair. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have anything to say, Daniel, or you want me to go ahead and take my pick? I, I agree with everything Tony said. It's uh, it's amazing that we're still talking about Tom Brady, and he could throw 40 touchdowns this year to most of these guys, and we're just not even – not even gonna blink an eye. We so just—it's like we uh, just expect it. It's like, it's, yeah. like it's like straight up, like okay, that's Tom. He's over there doing Tom Brady stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So go uh, ahead, I've Corey. got the number two pick. Um, I'm gonna take AJ Brown and Julio Jones, and I think I think just obviously adding Julio, you're putting a superstar at wide receiver, and then AJ Brown's a star on the rise. And I'm sure having Julio there is going to make AJ Brown want to play better and show Julio how good of an athlete is. Like we said earlier, you're not going to be able to double team him now. So I would expect the performance to even kick up maybe a little bit. Um, Just the combo of getting Julio Jones now just makes him so much more dynamic. Uh, I'm taking AJ Brown, Julio Jones at two Tennessee Titans. What you got, Daniel? I, I probably honestly, would have taken, if we're talking about duos, I probably would have taken A.J. Brown and Julio over Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I don't think anybody would have blamed me. Um, for the third pick, it was admittedly tough, uh, Tony, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you see who rolls around to you. I'm actually going to take 
the C.D. Lamb Amari Cooper duo as my number three pick here. Uh, Dak is back, and the defense didn't get a whole lot better. I mean, they drafted Micah Parsons and added a couple pieces, but this defense is probably still going to be not that great, and it's going to be a passing attack. Zeke's going to get some balls. Uh, C.D. Lamb is just a baller. I cannot wait for this season for C.D. Lamb. And Amari Cooper, uh, surprisingly, is still pretty young. I think he's like 26 still. Um, and I wrote down just these quick little stats here. For the first four weeks that Dak was the quarterback last year, um, C.D. Lamb had 21 catches for 309 yards and two touchdowns. This is in four weeks. And this is his rookie season, and he came out just balling. And then Amari Cooper had 37 catches in the first four weeks, 400 yards, and another touchdown. So I think this this duo here, when we're talking about just you know pure, just strictly stats, I think Dak's going to put them uh, near the top as far as wide receiver duos by the end of the year. I think that's the variable there. Dak Prescott's the variable. I mean, if he is what what we think he is and what he should be, then then you're you're absolutely right. I'm up now, and I think. I think you thought I would make this pick, but I'm going to make a different pick. I'm turning my back on the Vikings and I'm taking. You said they were a close second. I know. That's what I said. That's exactly (laughs) what I said. And at the time I really believed it, but now here I am the third pick. And I'm thinking about, listen, don't do it. Do you remember last week? I talked about that one time Derek Henry shoved Josh Norman's face into the dirt. And then I was like, but who's that one player that chased that other guy all the way down the field? Oh, oh, that was DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf (laughs) is the wide receiver version of Derek Henry. I'm taking him. I'm taking DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is a oh, versatile wide right. runner. He's a perfect two. DK Metcalf has taken on the alpha role. He is a dominant. He might be the best wide. I mean, come on, guys. He is like, nobody knows the potential of DK Metcalf yet. And I think that we're learning it more. As he plays more, he becomes even more dominant. And all these, the only knock against him from the beginning was the stupid route running. Like, what does that matter if he's chasing you down the field and putting your head in the dirt. What does it matter if you can't run around? I mean, he's, he's bigger than everybody else. He's faster than everybody else. Tyler Lockett is as swift as it can be. He's everything that DK Metcalf isn't, and they work so perfectly together. I shouldn't, I'm so sorry that I said I would have taken Minnesota second because now I'm not taking them, for, I'm taking them third. I'm taking, I'm taking uh, yeah. Seattle. Yeah, and I'm mad here because I almost took him at two. I thought I could get him here in the second round, but yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. DK Metcalf, arguably the best wide receiver in the league right now. He's super young. He's dominant. And then Tyler Rockets, Tyler Lockett is about as good of a rock as you can get at wide receiver. Uh, I think they're absolute studs. I I almost I should have just taken them over AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I'm yeah, you should have, but you didn't. And there's three thumbs down next to Tyler Lockett on our show sheet. Guess who did that, Daniel? Yeah, I mean I love the DK Metcalf take. I agree with everything you're saying on the DK Metcalf side. I'm just not a fan of Tyler Lockett. He's a boom Dude, bust he's guy. He's a rock. He's not. He's not reliable. It's not a fantasy. Hey, we're not talking about fantasy right now. This is uh, this is about football. This is about your best. Duos okay, here. let's talk about football. He has eight games in the year with less than four catches. That's not reliable on the field either. What do you mean? It's not, how many targets on those four catches? Probably that many. I mean, you so he caught every ball that was thrown to him. No, I, you got to get Rock. open to get the target. And, and, and that might be true. I sh- I'm not going to pick that apart because I honestly this could backfire against me. But I'll look into Tyler Lockett with an open mind and investigate whether or not he's boom bust on the field. And I'll take the 
I'm going to take some of that fantasy stuff out that I that is baked into my brain too. But I'm going to I'll take a look at Tyler Lockett. But I think you're wrong here. I think you're wrong. Anyway, here, here, here we go. Here we go. Right in front of me. These are actual games, and I'll give it to Tyler Lockett. He stayed healthy. Okay, he played in every game except for their bye. Let me list these games real quick. These are true receptions that he had in NFL games just this past year. Two, four, 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 three, four, three. What did he do with them? That's what did he do with them? One, two. That's seven, seven games. He had thirty-nine yards in one, forty-four yards in one. 33 yards in one, 40 yards, 23, 34, 44. He craps the bed half the oh week. Oh, my God. That doesn't – Here's okay. my thing. Here's my thing. You're, you're looking at stats. If you – you know, when the Seahawks are in prime time and they're in these close games, whether it's Sunday night football, Monday night football, he always shows up late in these games and makes the play. And I think that's the difference here. For the same reason last year – Actually, two years ago, I was talking about DK Metcalf's playoff game and how I thought he'd be big la- this wait previous minute, wait season. Wait a minute. Last year, he had, was. A, he had 100. Wait a minute. He had 100 receptions for 1,000 yards last year. 10 touchdowns. Tyler Lockett had 10 touchdowns last year and 1,000 yards. Like, what more could you ask yeah. for out of the second guy? He only scored in five games. Okay, 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards. How many games did DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf's the alpha. That's my argument. Like I, I'm like not pretending that, that he's something that he's not, but he's. You, I think he's much more than you make him to be. That's all I'm saying. You have to average 72 yards to a thousand. It's not that impressive anymore. And he, when you get 200 in a game, it, it's pretty easy to be able to hit a thousand. I mean, he does most of his work in about three to four games, and then that's it. That's why he finishes with a thousand every year, is because he had. There we go. Against Arizona, he had 15 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Well, that's what I need. Yay! Out of the but these are, these are, but these are fantasy the stats. Three weeks combined, he, he has 13 catches for less, I mean, 120 yards. The Sounds next like three a weeks flawless combined. wide receiver, too, to me. To me, the biggest stat about Tyler Lockett is 72.6% catch completion. I mean, the man is, as Corey said, he's a rock. He's nothing. It's not flashy. It is. He's there when nothing else is there. He is always there. He's a rock. And it's not. He's also 28. He's, he'll be going away soon. Twide receivers play till they're 35 now. Come on. He'll be not fine. Him. He'll be fine. Anyway. Wow. He might be a Hall of Famer. You are, I'm telling you what. You are absolutely passionate about Tyler Lockett, and I've got to give you that because you are not backing I'm, down. Is I'm it, very passionate about not liking Tyler Lockett. You are absolutely correct. Is it Corey or Daniel next? It's I'm Corey. next. Corey? And I, I don't even know what I'm going to do now. I thought I was going to get Metcalf and Lockett, but. I guess give Man, me uh, Jefferson and Thielen. Um, ah, I'm picking Corey. them over Woods and Cup, and the reason yeah, I being you is, your Rams. yeah, I I don't know what to expect out of Cup. Uh, he had his one good season, and it's kind of the same thing for uh, the Vikings. But I guess I just like Thielen so much more, and he had a quiet uh, 2020, but he he's a rock. He he puts up the numbers and Jefferson looked like a star last year. So I think if Jefferson can repeat and Thielen can be who he was, I would take that over woods and cup and I I'm torn on it, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and take uh, Cooper cup and Robert Woods then um, Cooper Cup, and he, he struggled with a little bit of injury in the last couple of years, but still, even with being injured um, in 19 and 20, both, 
he finished with 94 catches and 92 catches, and both of them around 1,000. So unlike Tyler Lockett, who plays, you know, every week, I feel like, Tony, you're about to chime in and say that. Uh, Cooper Cup seems like he's hurt like every third or fourth week, and he still finishes very high um, up there in the wide receiver ranks. And then there cannot be a more solid, just reliable wide receiver, two in the league than Robert Woods. He is just so quietly great every single year, very talented, uh, very underrated to start his career with Buffalo. He had Tyrod Taylor throwing to him and Sammy Watkins on the other side. And so he kind of got overshadowed a little bit as far as talent wise, but Robert Woods is just so sneaky, great every single year and just so talented. I mean, just pencil in Robert Woods for a hundred and a thousand. Um, and then Cooper cups kind of more of the touchdown guy. And then they get Matthew Stafford this year. Um, you know, they had Jared oh. Goff and they're still doing this. Oh, so, yeah. I, I Woods, love Woods give me, is give me that gobble it up this year, dude. Yes. I, I can't wait. Okay. I'll take the Browns here. Od- Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. I don't know what else to say about them that we haven't said about everything else. Of course, everybody remembers that one play that Odell Beckham did. And quite frankly, the last couple of years have been really disappointing, probably for Odell more than anybody else, but for us very, very much um, to, to have such high expectations of uh, high play. I feel bad saying that because we're ultimately just spectators of this, but yeah, we expect some more out of Odell Beckham. If we get that, I guess maybe that's the reason why this pair has slipped so far. If Odell Beckham shows up like he once was and Jarvis Landry is the same rock that we've mentioned so many times out of a wide receiver too, uh, this team could be the, the most electric team. That's possible. I'm a little bit worried that Odell Beckham isn't exactly what we thought he was. That's all. Yeah, I don't I don't think of Odell Beckham as a star anymore. He just hasn't been productive. And kind of the same for Jarvis Landry. Yeah. They've just been kind of... Would it surprise you if he burst into production again though i mean would that completely shock i i would be surprised okay daniel sad because two years ago if you would ask me the most talented wide receiver just based on talent in the nfl would have been odo beckham jr and then uh, yeah I, i don't i don't know went to the browns he was super excited about it he just hasn't put it together there just the chemistry um jarvis landry on the other hand everything i said about robert woods Plug it in. Incredibly reliable possession receiver turned into a dominant receiver after OBJ went out last year, kind of the focal point of the passing offense. Um, I, I love Jarvis Landry. He's just kind of never been a touchdown guy. He's kind of always been kind of a one-trick guy, um, but great route runner and everything Robert Woods is. I've got the next pick and I'm going to take Keenan Allen and Mike Williams with the chargers. I think if these guys have had been able to stay healthy their whole careers, they'd be further up the, this draft board for sure. Uh, when they're both healthy, I think they're both stars. Um, so hopefully Herbert can have them on the field this year. And I, I think they should both be super productive. They're both very talented athletes and, you know, the rest of the groups on the board, you're looking at Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You know, we haven't seen a lot there. And then D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson, um, who I would probably take second. But just the pure talent with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, uh, I think that's the best on the board. I'd probably take them over OBJ and Landry, honestly. Yeah, um, 
my decision is definitely hard here at the last pick because I agree with everything you said with Chase and Higgins. I love T. Higgins. I think he's great. Jamar Chase is coming in as a rookie. He could be great, and we could easily be looking at this being, you know, top three or four duo in the next couple years. Um, but I'm going to take DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, actually. I'm a big fan of DJ Moore. Um, he had Teddy Bridgewater last year and actually had a had a pretty good year. Um, two years ago, started to come onto the scene and, and finish out the season like we thought he would start. And I, I think you could pencil in DJ Moore easily for 12 or 1,300 yards. And then Robbie Anderson, um, you know, when he was with Sam Darnold in the Jets, he was kind of just his deep ball guy. Um, so, I mean, that's that's great that they reunite. You know, Sam Darnold and, and Robbie Anderson, I guess I had never even thought about that before this second. <laughs> that they played together. <laughs> um, I, so hey, I love I'm that. rooting for the Panthers this year. I, Me too. I'm, I'm rooting I, for Sam Darnold. I want to see them smash some people. I really do too. And I, I think Sam Darnold is going to impress some people. I know he kind of got written off being with the Jets, but um, DJ Moore is young and talented, and Robbie Anderson is not that old yet. And he's still very talented. And then they had a good draft um, for offensive pieces, too. So I think this duo um, could be very underrated. And they were last year with Teddy Bridgewater on a bad they were. team. They were. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm taking them for sure. And that leaves us Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, the dirt balls oh, of the group. So sad. Oh, no. God, they are dirt so bags. good. Though. Dirt bags. <laughs> Don't be surprised if they outperform, though. They'll outperform Seriously. the projection. Way yeah. outperform. They'll, nope. they'll outperform one of these groups. Yeah, they will definitely, for sure. Okay, anybody like else have? Four of them, probably. Which four do you think? Let's take a quick uh, quick option. Which one? Wild card. What, which one do you think they could outperform? OBJ and Landry? Uh, yeah. Or um, more and Anderson. I mean, hot, hot take here, Amari Cooper. And, no, never mind. Never mind. Oh, that would be savage. <laughs> I think they outperform. Yeah, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, maybe. I, but yeah, I, I like the OBJ. Easily outperform Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So there's three. I think they get. What? That's three. So OBJ and the Browns, the Chargers, and the Panthers are a possibility. One more. That's you, Daniel. Uh, Rams. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.